0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Ron Paul Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program.
1: Good morning. Great to be with you, Dr. Paul.
0: Very good. We're going to talk about a very serious subject today. We're going to find out who the good guys and the bad guys are, because, uh, you know, we want to work with patriotic people. But all through my political career, I've often wondered about you know, uh, you know, uh, patriotism. I often remember uh, Samuel Johnson's definition. He says, "Watch out! The last refuge uh, of a scoundrel is patriotism." So that's a fair warning. And he did that about the time of the uh, Declaration of Independence in 1775. But we've been dealing with uh, with uh, you know, insincere patriotism for a long time. And there's a lot of examples that we can use on this. And uh, I, I think I think it's difficult because there's abuse, and I think uh, a lot of us, uh, uh, you know, seek to find the truth of things and what people are telling, whether it's true or not. And I, I guess if there's any one thing that you have to be careful with, if, it, if somebody's playing up patriotism, you better think, qu- you know, quietly about this to decide are they leveling with you. Because I noticed over the years, and you may have also that uh, over the years. Some people, uh, you know, are saying one thing, then all of a sudden they get into a little trouble or they want to move on or they want to appease their, their uh, opponents. And all of a sudden they change their position. You know, they act like non-patriotic uh, people. Then all of a sudden they start bragging, well, you got to be a patriot and you got to do this and they use it. And I think uh, from my experience, there's been a lot of that. But we also, I believe we can find some examples of people who are patriotic in the true sense of uh, of the word and that they're interested in making sure that uh, people do it for an issue such as, you know, uh, believe in the Constitution. That might qualify you for being a patriot. So I think uh, what we ought to try to do, Chris, is try to sort that out and help people think about it because it's a pretty important word.
1: Right, Dr. Paul, and we were inspired by the show, by Jeff Tucker's article. He, he was pointing out how um, how faith in government and family and and society itself is just you know spiraling downwards. So we wanted to address this, and uh, I'll start with the government part of it. You know, there's a difference between government and the country. You know, they are not the same. Uh, but government has made it to to think that the government itself is the country and unfortunately the government as it is today a they don't follow the law themselves and they haven't for a very long time the the constitution Uh, we obviously have a two-tiered legal system uh, and it's not just one instance this is uh, decade after decade we're seeing that some people are above the law and laws are enforced uh, merely against your political opponents. So laws are used when they're convenient. And um, it's not just government that's involved in this. It's not just the politicians where you can corner them off and say they're the problem. Everyone connected with them is also a part of this. Uh, We saw during COVID, uh, the the, uh, corporations, the media, uh, the censorship with the tech companies, so it's not just politicians that are the problem here, and obviously all the people that just uh, blindly follow whatever they're told. you know. So if they're told that the Constitution matters in this moment so that we can stop our opponents, then it matters now. But if the Constitution doesn't matter because we want to go to war, then you just ignore it. So this is a big problem, uh, but the point I want to uh, reiterate is there, the country and the government are two different things. And uh right now, the problem stems from the government well
0: that that is a good summary, and that is the important issue and that helps people if they think in those terms that might be able to sort out who's telling the truth or not, but that's not easy because uh, you know politicians learn to fake a lot you know they say one thing and do another, and uh the way the mainstream media puts it out there, they put a lot of pressure. I've been in Washington a few years when they were in the midst of should we go to war? These were certain, you know, in the early part of this century about the Mideast Wars, but it was always used, uh, patriotism was always used as an excuse to be opposed to it. You're unpatriotic, and that, that means you should change your mind. You don't want to be unpatriotic. Nobody wants to be unpatriotic, but we also insist that we have a definition of it. You know, uh, sometimes, uh, We play up the role of whistleblowers that they are true patriots and they're patriotic and that they know something and they pass laws to try to protect the whistleblowers. And that's fine and dandy until they say something the establishment doesn't want them to say. And then they all of a sudden become enemies and they put these people in in prison and they talk about, uh, you you know, the the danger that they pose. But the whistleblower, uh, you, you know, who may end up in prison might be one of the best best patriotics we know and that is awful frustrating but patriotism in that tone has been used for so long and uh, certainly I remember you know uh, a lot of the wars that I wasn't directly involved in like World War II and Korea War I was involved in the in the 60s and that's when I started thinking about this that this noise that they get from the from the government they're always, uh, you know, justifying the war, and then it's—it's it's not unusual here to say, "Boy, you're not patriotic," you know. And during the, some of my campaigns, I would say, "None of these wars are illegal, and they're not going well. And we've been there for ten years. Why don't we bring the troops home?" And then they say, "Ron Paul's unpatriotic," you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But so one of my definitions, for me personally is uh, a patriotic person is somebody who's willing to criticize one's own government. That doesn't mean that you have to be a demagogue or make a lot of noise or try to provoke violence or anything like that. But just to point it out, and there are a lot of people like that. a good journalist does that. And in this day and age with uh, uh, what's going on in the media, uh, you know, a good journalist is uh, hard to find. It sort of came out of this COVID era so if they they get uh you know they they go out there and, and say these things, they get you know cancelled and blackballed and lose their jobs, even physicians have lost their jobs because they're uh, unpatriotic, they're not going along with the government, and you made that point so well in your first statement. there has to be a difference between just what government is doing and what truth is all about, and I think uh, what we're talking about today is uh, really trying to seek out the truth and and I see that as an overwhelming project for all of us uh, probably and it has been that way for many, many years, almost uh, probably the, uh, throughout history is always trying to seek the truth out and but, and this is what they do. The, uh, the people who uh, uh, you, you know use language to con- convince people and uh, say you're anti-patriotic uh, that, that's, that's demagoguery. I think uh, most of the time people can figure it out, but then there's other times they get influenced by, you know, the political party. That's an interjection there. So country and government and all that. Then you have the people who are looking for the power and that's the political party. And uh, that that confuses things, too. And and that, that is that is one thing that i think people pay attention to but they sort of get confused on this because they're so often preached to that uh if you don't go along with him you're going to be accused of being unpatriotic and when it's extreme accusation uh, they say oh, that guy didn't go along with us; he must be a terrorist <laughs> and which is complete nonsense so uh hopefully, that we can just inspire people to be a little bit more cautious to uh, listen to what people are saying and, and try to separate the people who are telling the truth and the people who are trying to demagogue and force people to accept things because of patriotism.
1: Yes, very good, Dr. Paul. And, you know, we are, whether we like it or not, or whether we know it or not, in a battle between power and we could say freedom between the market. But in order to at least um make it through in this life you have to understand what power is all about and uh one of the other things in the article was about uh jeff's article was uh family and marriage you know the marriages there's less marriages i see it just in my life with the friends that i have and people not wanting to have kids and you know this works into the power mentality because Uh, Power wants total control, and family, marriages, these are alternate loyalties. So you will have loyalty to your husband or wife, to your children first before the state, before the government, and government doesn't want that. Government wants your total loyalty for themselves. And when, when the family is broken up, now they've got you isolated and we 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 see that with the less marriages even when you have marriages you have two incomes now there's nothing wrong with two incomes but it's mandatory now it's not even optional you don't even think about it you you when you're dating or whatever you're wondering is are we going to be able to survive with both of our incomes it's not one income anymore so and this also feeds into another um aspect it's uh, dependency it's you and the state and the state wants you completely dependent on it. And uh, we see also with uh, uh, in schools, they don't want parents having a say in the kids' education, which is amazing, but that's how it is today. Or even, we'll go even further, the gender of your kids. So it's your kids and the state. They're owned by the state. You are owned by the state. Now, these are big uh these ideas go all the way back too. uh you know it's just today we're seeing them play out uh you know and with the destruction of the family unit uh of even the belief in god you know uh, the state tries to move in and play god and it does a terrible job but that's what they that's what the nature of power is so understanding this uh can at least help you to at least in your minds uh uh try to think of how to uh, get out of the way or try to alternatively live so that you can go against this terrible trend that we're in.
0: You know, I think you make a perfect point about pointing out about the family, because the family is the option in contrast to the demagogues and also all uh, dictatorship and Marxism in particular, and even the, the so called weaker Marxism that we have today, cultural Marxism. The laws, and you pointed out a few of these things, the laws are designed to break up the family. Where, where, where does the responsibility go now? Uh, it, it goes to the government, not to the parents. Uh, when I was, uh, getting out of medical school, I was, I was taught that you don't do anything in the emergency room. You don't even put a stitch in, but I couldn't permission from the parents. Even if it has to be a phone call, you've got to let them know it's their kids that you're, you're dealing with. But now they can go to the emergency room and say, well, you know, I'm confused and I have this problem and I don't know whether I'm a boy or a girl. Okay, we'll do some surgery on you and make sure you know what you are. You know, and you talk about major decisions going to a bureaucratic state, a government, It's, it's just horrible. So the family has to be destroyed in that case. So the answer to the many crises that we're facing today, which are going to get worse, whether they're economic or social or wars or whatever. The real answer is exactly what you said. It has to be found in in the family. But most people say, you guys sound like a bunch of anarchists. You don't want the government to do anything. But I'll tell you what, it's, it's the opposite of anarchy because it, the responsibility of the government is self-government and family government which is the thing that's been around for as long as we've had history, that the family has been known. And there's always been this contest with government because of people have this, uh, certain people have this burning desire to be, you, you know, authoritarians and the boss and run things and tell others. So to, to me, it's a, it's an issue of good and evil. And I see that Uh, You know, one size, uh, you know, a voluntary group, it's family and decent. Oh, does that mean the family is going to be perfect and parents are always perfect? No. But my answer to that is, yes, some of the families might not do well. Some might deserve some help and some protection and all this. But when you take these monsters and you put them ahead of the government, when they mess up and say you do this and this and you don't need any of these laws and you don't need to do anything. It means that everybody's affected by these laws. Uh, but if an individual goes astray, yes, it's a serious thing. But the persuasion still has to come from our spiritual values, you know, our our beliefs, our local communities. And uh, so that's still government. And, and to me, a much more efficient government uh, when you think about this. But to get labeled, uh, you know, uh, you know, unpatriotic is really the tool that is so frequently used And that's what we have to be cautious about. We don't have to say, well, we'll crumble. Oh, I I don't like to be called unpatriotic. Maybe being unpatriotic in this day and age very often could be exactly the opposite. Maybe those are the people who are the patriotic people. Like I mentioned, the whistleblowers, they might be the more the the greater patriots. And uh, so many of them have ended up in prison.
1: Yeah, it's a shame. But true. And uh, I'll finish with my closing statement, Dr. Paul, Uh, the great enemy of the state, at least the state as it is today, is the truth. And uh, as can be expected when the state is so massive, the truth is treated as misinformation. So whenever anybody tells the truth, they are misinforming the public and lies. uh, The other side of the coin are the facts. They're fact checkers the fact checkers will give you the lies um it's it's an upside down situation and you know it goes even further to where they will even contradict themselves on purpose you know we saw that in COVID over and over uh to where you know they'll say one thing wear one mask three masks four masks this many shots that many. they just bombard you with contradictory information so that you give up and think that i don't even know what the truth is and you just obey and that's really all they want is just obey they say something and you obey and don't question don't come up with a, you know what if this is true just obey and they'll just keep throwing you know as many uh you know contradictions at you until you submit so that's you know but being able to see this you know, because a lot of people don't see it. They don't see that this is what's this is the weapon that's used against them. But being able to see this, obvious, is like a gift. You're able to see something that can help you. That, you know, hey, this is what they're trying to do to me. So as dark as some of this stuff is, uh, we do have to end up with positivity. Uh, because, you know, obviously we don't choose when we show up in this world. If we did, we would probably all choose to show up when it's nice and easy who would choose to show up when you're being bombarded with this kind of stuff so we are here when we're here and we gotta you know do our best to find out what the enemy is throwing at us and do our best to counter it with the truth and you know you can end up thriving if you do well enough but even if you don't even if just you survive and be able to live a good life that that too is an accomplishment in itself so hopefully we help with that. Uh, we do our best in our own personal lives with that. And, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you for listening to us each, each day, each week, and, uh, have a, a great, uh, uh, spring or Easter vacation. Wonderful.
0: Wonderful, Chris. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have to realize that uh, we're talking about a problem that's not exactly new. It comes and goes, and sometimes it gets much worse, but I like to use the, uh, little, little saying to explain this, that, uh, Truth becomes treasonous uh, in an empire, in an empire of lies. So when the empire is threatened, they may have gotten into power by telling lies and promises and all this. But then uh, as things go awry, they they have to tell more and more lies. And uh, so that becomes the treason. Telling the truth is treasonous. And uh, and then they use the word uh, patriotism involved. But there's one thing that happens uh, uh, that we hear on television all the time that sort of annoys me uh, because uh, pe- people are, uh, they don't use the word patriotism in this sense, but they'll see somebody that's in the military or they know of so a There's a sad story. They were uh, wounded or they gave up a life and. Um, and it's, people are very, very anxious and they're almost embarrassed. I want to thank you for your service. And, you know, that's probably well motivated, but, but it's also uh, annoying that uh, going off to war and accepting these wars so casually and not working hard to stop the wars that we shouldn't have to sacrifice. I mean, freedom and, and, and understanding truth it has nothing to do with uh sacrificing but this uh, this puts it into the category of patriotism because if you're not because you sacrifice that makes you a patriotic person and that uh that I think you have to be careful with because so many of the wars that I have opposed are not very patriotic to get involved in them because we all follow the Constitution. I'd much rather have a system that says patriotism should maybe be more measured by their loyalty uh, to the higher law and the laws that uh, represent this higher law in our Constitution. You know, and that that to me would, uh, you, you know, describe what a true patriot is. But uh, I think, unfortunately, the use of the word uh an image of patriotism is more often to do harm than good and that i think we just have to be careful with if you if you use it it has to be defined and you started off the program chris by talking about the difference between government and the people and that uh that i think describes it real well because most of the time people in government who are working to maintain their powers are the one that accuses people of uh being unpatriotic and they even go to the next step that uh, you're supporting the terrorists. You're nothing more than a terrorist. And certainly in this day and age of the ugliness in our political system, it's going on all the time, the demagoguing and the twisting and the breaking of law and the, when they break the laws and defy all uh, legal precedents in the Constitution, they do it with a tone of a superior attitude that you you are the people that are traitors and uh, you're not patriotic. I hope we contribute a little bit to get people to think about this because uh, I I think it's so important for people to think of values that they defend and uh, hopefully uh, the idea that I have that one of the tests would be you should be willing to criticize your own government when they're wrong and uh, that is a real challenge because then uh, you have to have a system of values and uh, some of us have this system of higher higher law values. As a matter of fact, we could use the Constitution as well. That might give us a guide. First, I want to thank uh, you for being on today. I want to thank all our viewers for tuning in to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.